Now Brad Underwood says, let's go. Frazier dribbles, backs away with three, gonna have to shoot it with two, a long, long three. Oh, he got it! He got it! And that's gonna end the half and listen to the roar! Fighting Illini game day is on the air. The countdown to tip-off is underway with the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Your first look and in-depth preview of today's contest here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5, the flagship home for fighting Illini basketball. Behind the back dribble, Black, bank shot, go! <laughs> and they say the big guys can't goodness. dribble, right? <laughs> How did he do that? Jordan on the right wing, right corner, Finky. Puts it on the deck, drives in, oh! and slams it in! <laughs> Finky slams it in! There's the Kenny battle drive! Exactly! <laughs> Now from courtside at the State Farm Center on the campus of the University of Illinois, here's your host, Scott Beatty. And a pleasant good afternoon, everybody. Welcome in courtside at the State Farm Center alongside Lauren Tate. I am Scott Beatty. It's Fighting Illini game day in the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. This evening, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights in town. The Illini looking for their second consecutive Big Ten win. Coming off their victory over Indiana, they beat them 73-71 last week, which is notable after a very dense schedule for the Illini. Things starting to space out a little bit in this quirky Big Ten schedule this year. Lauren Tate, we haven't seen the Illini since a week ago. No, you, you mentioned quirky. You see February, we got four. There are four Sundays in February, and Illinois plays on all four. Like four Sundays. It's like an NFL schedule. Crazy. And wins the next Saturday home game. There are none. None. It's just <laughs> we don't have any Saturday games at all That's in February. Everything is getting squished together because of the Big Ten tournament that will be at the end of February. Tonight, Lauren, the Illini taking on a Scarlet Knight squad that is – Pretty good defensively and pretty bad offensively. Yeah, I think that's right. And, and part, part of that could be they're slowing it down or something. I don't know. But they're only giving up 62 points a game this season. That's a 10 fewer than Illinois is allowing. And by the way, they're leading the Big Ten in defense, which is pretty good. I mean, if you're leading in, in, in either offense or defense, that's, you'd think you'd win a lot more ball games than they've won. But uh, as you say, they've just had, and they've had some close games and got away from them, just like Illinois. On the opposite end, they are 14th in the Big Ten in offensive efficiency. Yep. And they are, out of all the 351 defensive, 351 Division I teams, they are 306th in offensive efficiency. Uh, but their defense is ranked 12th out of the 351. Well, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, at least I think they're packing it in and making it difficult for you to get inside and shoot easy shots. I think that's the problem that Illinois has is they're giving up way too many inside shots because they're stretching the defense, trying to take the ball away, and they got 25 uh, turnovers against Michigan State, and they got 18 turnovers against Indiana, which is terrific. The turnovers are wonderful, but you've also got to protect the basket, and they did not do that. Illinois beat Indiana on the 24th, 73-71, the final. It was too close for comfort given that the Illini were up eight with just over a minute to go in that ball game, but they get their first Big Ten win. They snapped a six-game losing streak. Meanwhile, Rutgers has lost three in a row in five of their last six, most recently a loss at Penn State, 60-43. And in fact, Lauren, in their last seven losses, Rutgers has not broken the 60-point mark. No, and, and at the same time, they've they've been able to hold a lot of teams down, but, you know, I think we've got the point across. They're just a pretty good defensive team and not very good. By the way, the league 
is becoming more defense-minded with the coaches that are coming in. Uh, I think we, you know, I think we're certainly uh, defense-minded here at, at Illinois, and I think that uh, you've got several other teams like that. That everybody but Iowa is really defense-minded. A couple of storylines we want to dig into here. A different lineup came out in the second half for Illinois against Indiana. That proved to be successful, but it has some trade-offs as well. We'll talk about that. And then, of course, uh, college basketball is not the only uh, on-field issue, on-court issues are not the only thing going on right now in the world of college basketball with all that's going on at Michigan State. We'll hit that a little bit as well. Our keys to the game along the way. Coach's Corner coming up with Brian Barnhart and Chin Coleman. It's the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. See the folks at Rudy Wealth Management for all of your retirement planning and investment needs. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist. Lauren and I are back with more courtside here at the State Farm Center fighting Illini game day. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Now with more, here's Scott Beatty. Illini in their regular home white jerseys, some of them out doing some early shooting. Michael Finke and Aaron Jordan are out in the south end of the floor here at State Farm Center. Scott Beatty and Lauren Tate with you. Illinois and Rutgers coming up. Kipper Nichols over the last two ball games has averaged 19 and a half points and gone six of nine from three point range. Talks about why he has been more productive. Just the system, you know, just trusting the process, trusting in coach and uh, what he's what he's telling us to do. And uh, you know, ultimately, you know, he's on us. You know, you guys know that, but uh, for good reason. So he has good intent. And how about the Illini getting their first win in Big Ten play finally after going 0-8 to start the season? Is the pressure off? Uh, I mean, we're keeping the pressure on ourselves uh, for sure. Uh, we want to we wanna, uh, rev it up, and um, we want to win as many games as possible. And I think, you know, if we play, play the right way, you know, we play with each other, play hard, sustain, you know, energy and effort throughout the whole 40 minutes of a game, you know, we'll give our chance to win a lot of ball games. Well, two things that went on in that lineup, Lauren, in the win for Indiana in the second half, Trent, Frazier, and Tijon a lot on the floor together in the backcourt and in the frontcourt, Kipper, Michael Finke, and LaRon Black. Let's start with the backcourt, Tijon well, and Trent together. I think Lucas is playing better since he came back from missing the three games. He's playing with a lot of hustle. He is one guy who can drive to the hoop. He, he uh, will try to penetrate, and it's better to have two guys out there than one uh, doing that. Uh, we're not seeing that kind of penetration from Williams and Smith, the other two freshmen. And uh, Allstork has been a kind of a disappointment overall, but I mean, he plays good defense, but as far as offensively, he's, he isn't creating, making other people better necessarily. Uh, but I, the lineup that we want to see is, I think, is, is Lucas and Fraser together. And then uh, if they can stay out of foul trouble, we want Black and Kipper in there together. But how long can you afford to play them like that? And you asked Brad Underwood that very question, how long can you go with that risk and why Kipper Nichols hasn't been on the floor more, especially with LaRon Black. It's part of the reason we haven't gone to that a little bit earlier. Uh, you know, we looked at it as much as, as, as depth up front. You know, early we weren't sure Greg was ready. We weren't sure Matisse was, would, would be ready. Uh, so, you know, we knew we were, we were thin and, and, and we had to fight that battle a little bit. You know, it's been a concern uh, literally all year long. I think we're going to have to figure that out as, as, as we go here because I think you can, uh, that'll be something we'll, we'll try to do a little more of is, 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 is 
his play kipper out there uh, on the perimeter. He's very capable. And, um, you know, Greg's emergence has helped. Uh, and I'm not afraid to put Matisse in there, and I'm not afraid to, to, to slide AJ in and play small if we have to. I want to make a point. Duke played Virginia, lost by two. Krzyzewski played two subs, three minutes each. That's all. And played the rest played of the, the starting he five. He played his starting five practically the whole ballgame because they're the best five players. Every team's got a best five players. It's just it's, most coaches like to play eight or nine, even ten guys. And uh, that's where Illinois is. I mean, it's following the West Virginia style. But I'm just saying, when I watch the other team, it, it pleases me when they substitute. Because I know the guy they're putting in isn't good, as good as the guy that started. Well, the thing with Illinois is the best five is changing from game to game. Well, that's true, but I think it's pretty clear right now. We've played 20 games or so now. we got a pretty good idea, and Kipper belongs in there somewhere. But you can't – you have, you have to – I think it's – historically, now for three years, we've looked back at Black, and, and he's always in foul trouble. Or not always, but he's too much in foul trouble. He's doing a little better this year than he has previously, I think. But nevertheless, uh, that's the worry, and that's a concern that Underwood has. That's why they don't, you don't see him playing together more. What, what basically, he's holding Kipper out to substitute for both uh, Black and for Finky up front. Well, there is much going on in the world of college basketball and college sports in general and the fallout from Michigan State and the Larry Nassar scandal, but also the ESPN report that came out about Michigan State's basketball and football programs alleging some sweeping under the rug and uh, maybe turning the other way towards some athlete misbehavior in the world of sexual assaults. And we hate to even have to have these kinds of conversations, but it's part of what's going on. And I think a lot of question is, is does Tom Izzo remain head coach at Michigan State and Mark D'Antonio on the football side? Yeah, I can't speak to D'Antonio. He's got a lot, too many questions that I, you know, too many problems that I don't know the answers to, but uh, Izzo's basically comes down to maybe two cases, and specifically, uh, mainly uh, Travis Walton, who was, uh, who actually, uh, I think it's fair to say, uh, I, I have to allege it, that he hit a hit a gal and knocked her unconscious, and there were two witnesses that turned it in that night. It isn't like it came back later. This is all these years ago. I mean, 2010, and uh, that's seven, eight years ago. And and the problem is that. Walton, I guess, uh, spent time with him uh, at his home and lived there in his basement some. And he also was on the staff right after he quit playing for a while, one, one season at least. And uh, he also, right after that happened, he was also charged with, with sexual assault about a month later. So the Walton case is bad because they, they didn't do anything to him. And what you might have done... Ten years ago comes, or eight years ago, or whatever it is, that that's important now because the culture is different now. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're treated different now, but based on what you did some years ago, maybe you could get away with it back then. But the biggest problem I see uh, fundamentally is that 20, 30 percent of the schools in this country, universities, are allowing the athletic department or people within, you know, close to the department, make the decisions on some of these things, and you can't do that. There's it's got to be the Title IX people. It's got to be you got to turn it over to the police. That's right. There's too much at stake, and there's too much temptation. I would think if you're in control of that, and it could damage your program. I think it's very, and I think it's also true when you see that the uh, the uh, uh, prosecuting attorney ultimately charged for for knocking this gal out, 
And I think it's fair to say that he did it, although there was there was some dispute later. I mean, somebody came to to his side and said, oh, that didn't happen. Well, I don't know. It sounds to me like he, it happened, but uh, he, he uh, they withdrew the charge and, and charged him with littering. <laughs> I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. You know, somebody's in cahoots on that deal. Absolutely. Rutgers in Illinois tonight from the State Farm Center, a 6 o'clock tip-off. Brian Barhart and Doug Altenberger have the call. Lauren and I are coming back. We'll get to our keys to the game as Illinois looking for their second consecutive win in Big Ten play in this season, first year under Brad Underwood. It's the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show and Fighting Illini game day. It's Fighting Illini game day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Here again, Scott Beatty. Illinois and Rutgers tonight from the State Farm Center. Tijon Lucas has come back from a three-game suspension, saw significant minutes in the loss against Michigan State and was key with 11 points in the ball game over Indiana and the win there as well. He reflects on coming back from that suspension. Thanking uh, Coach the man above to give me another chance to play the game again. Uh, definitely uh, happy to be back out there with the team. Uh, missed being out there and not going to take it for granted. And I just being out there playing every minute, not knowing when it's going to be your last minute, no matter if it's a bad thing or injury or anything, just playing my hardest. What was that? What were those couple of days like? Um, obviously devastating because I wanted to be out there with my team and. This main thing was letting them down, knowing I could contribute, and basically learning from my decisions. T. John Lucas with 11 points and a couple assists in the win over Indiana. Yeah, I think he's he's, he's providing a spark now. That uh, he you know he did that earlier, but he, he wasn't consistent with it, and then it kind of got away from him a little bit. He wasn't playing well, then he missed the three games. But since he's come back, I just see a, a different. I see the old spark again. Do you? Uh, absolutely, and and he's got a role there as a distributor and the captain of the offense. Brad Underwood talking about this Rutgers defense now as we turn our attention to our keys to the game and what the Illini will face tonight. They're really, really good defensively. Uh, they got great length. Uh, they've got a lot of like pieces. Uh, when you look at their roster, they've got guys who can all guard multiple positions. They're, I don't know if there's, on paper, if they're the biggest team in the league. They may be the longest, but uh, they, they can all move their feet. They can all challenge shots. They make you shoot contested shots. And then Steve's done a great job because they do a great job on the glass. They, they do a really good job of trying to limit you to one shot. And, and uh, they make it very challenging to, uh, to score. It's amazing the, the, how many possessions they're in defensively where the shot clock's under five. All right, our keys to the game brought to you by Hickory Point Bank, the unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. Defense. Got to play defense. and Got to guard the basket. Morgan, Indiana went 12 out of 14, mostly layups and dunks. You got to protect the bat. Make them shoot outside. Make them shoot you. Beat you with jumpers. Don't let them beat you with layups. They're not very good from the outside, so well, that would be a key as well. I'll, I'll turn to the other side. Score 60 points. <laughs> that, be, that ought to do it. Because Rutgers struggles to get to that benchmark. So if the Illini can put together 60, they'll probably get a win. They've had uh, they've had 47, 54, and 43 their last three games. 
Keys to the Game, brought to you by the Pella Window Store. For all your window and door needs, visit the Pella Window Store on Country Fair Drive or go to PellaOfChampagne.com. Also brought to you by Hickory Point Bank. This ball game tonight, one of three in the Big Ten, Indiana at Ohio State tonight. Minnesota is at Iowa. The coach's corner is next. Brian talks with Chin Coleman here on Fighting Illini Game Day. Welcome back to Fighting Illini Game Day. It's Illinois taking on Rutgers tonight from the State Farm Center. Time now for the Coach's Corner. Brian Barnhart, the voice of the Illini, talks with assistant coach Chin Coleman. It's brought to us by Hickory Point Bank and Scotty's Brew House. Here's Brian with Chin. It's Illinois basketball tonight. Coach's Corner. Chin Coleman joins us. Uh, how are you doing, sir? You had a I'm good week? Great. I'm doing yeah. great. had a really good week. Um, we're continuing to work and build, and um, we feel like uh, – the best of our season is yet to come. We well, really feel that way. And what's nice is to build off a win. Absolutely. Well, it was only a matter of time. I mean, we've lost three games in overtime in league. We, a guy had to throw one in at the buzzer against us to beat us on the road. So um, it's only a matter of time before things start breaking our way. We work too hard, and hard work normally pays off. Um, so um, I think that things will start moving into our favor, and the ball will start bouncing our way. I think the one key, too, is you've had Trent be very consistent. You've had LaRon be consistent. Having that third score be a little more consistent just adds to the offense here. Yeah, well, we've been trying to fish around for that third person to step up, and uh, we still have confidence in the other guys, but uh, we're, we're still looking for that consistent third score, and hopefully we found it. Hopefully we found it in Kipper, and hopefully in some capacity, whether he's coming off the bench or in a starting role, uh, that he can um, give us an office of punch either way. Well, Rutgers comes in tonight, and uh, I know Steve Peichel's from the Jim Calhoun tree. Uh, good defense, a good rebounding. He's uh, establishing a pretty good culture there, I think, early in his tenure. I think so. I think he is. They're probably uh, the second hardest playing team in the league. Uh, their defensive numbers are staggering, and the reason why their defensive numbers are so good is because of they have ultimate size. They're uber, uber, uber long, and they probably is the – I would say from 1 through 15, the, the tallest team in the league. Uh, they have several guys over 6'9", 6'9", 6'7", 6'7", 6'10", 7-foot. They're, they're tall and they're long and, and they're physical. Um, and they do an unbelievable job of uh, rebounding. They're one of the top three uh, rebounding teams in the country. And that's where they hang their hat on. They hang their hat on the defensive end and rebounding. Yeah, that's for sure. And uh, not only are those guys talented, long, athletic, but from all over the world. It shows you how international the game has become. I mean, yeah, they uh, they got the all-names team, as I like to say. <laughs> I don't want to butcher anybody's name, but they have a lot of guys with uh, uh, some significant names, and they, they come from all over the country. He's done a good job identifying those guys and getting guys that fit him and what it is he wants to do. And um, uh, they're, It's working out for them. They're 2-7 and seven in the league, or 4 in the road. Uh, but they've, like us, they've been fighting and battling and been in every game. You know, they took Michigan State to overtime. And uh, so um, this, we have our hands cut out for us, but, but, but we're running up tick. So we're confident in what we're doing right now. And uh, we feel as though that we're going to, you know, give a good effort tonight and hopefully come out with a win. We'll take a break. We're visiting with Chin Coleman. We're back after this on the Coach's Corner. Back here on the Coach's Corner, State Farm Center, Illinois and Rutgers, Chin Coleman joins us. All right, we've seen Illinois fans have Corey Sanders before. Uh, he did not have a, a good shooting night the other night, but he's capable of really breaking out at any point. Oh, both of their guards are very lethal. Uh, Corey Sanders um, and the freshman Geo Baker are very lethal, dynamic guards. They're different. Um, 
Corey Sanders is more explosive to the rim. He's got good pop off two feet. Geo Baker is a scorer with a mid-range game. He can score it on all levels, A, B, and C zone. So uh, their guards are, are, are really good. But uh, we, we've done a good job uh, at containing guards because of the way that we defend, because of the way that our, our defense is set up. So um, we understand that there are two lethal guards that can get going and can beat you. And um, we've uh, talked about them ad nauseum and scout. So we, we understand uh, what we want to do against them. Yeah, Freeman's another guy, too. He had a big shot at the end of the game last year between these two teams. And uh, he's a guy that can be a matchup issue sometimes. I heard about that shot from Coach Walker. And uh, he's, uh, he's a Gator guy. He really gets after it. Um, he, can, he can deck it. He can dribble it from top down and put it on the floor and get by you. Uh, he's got a ton of shot fakes and shoulder fakes when he catches in the post. So he's a, he's a matchup nightmare, and we've talked about him as well. We want to try to neutralize him. He's an unbelievable rebounder, unbelievable rebounder. He goes every time. He's strong and long, and um, he affects the game and impacts it in various different ways. So uh, we're going to keep a GPS on him and understand where he's at and try to keep him under wraps. In the NBA, you see a lot of big shooting guards, I mean, guys that can shoot 6'9", 6'10". But Issa Chom at 6'10", he's what a shooting guard, right? Over 70% of his uh, uh, FGAs are three, and 60% of his makes are three. So he's a 6'10", he can really run. He runs the floor extremely well, getting up the street and across the street. They like to kick it ahead up the street to him and shoot threes on the fence. So he's someone that, that can beat you from um, deep. And they don't shoot it well, but um, he's shooting it at over 30%. So he's a, he's a capable knockdown three-point shooter for him. I assume man-to-man -man defense from them? Or uh, not. We're, we're expecting man-to-man -man some, but we're expecting them to play us a lot of zone. They've played and shown some zone, so we think that we'll see it. So we're prepared for uh, zone and man. We think that they'll uh, play us in some zone. We definitely see that, know that we'll see some zone, and then they'll press us a little bit and get back into their zone. Um, so we're prepared for it all. Uh, like I said, we, we are, we're feeling good about what we're doing right now and where we're headed, the direction we're headed. And so we're going to play, play our game and hopefully come out with a win. I think a lot of times if you just play hard, you'll get rewarded. We got rewarded the other night. I mean, that puts yourself in a position to win a game. Yeah. This is a game of not going to be um, playing hard. Both teams are going to play hard. They play extremely hard and we play hard. It's going to be about who obviously wants it the most, but somebody's got to execute and somebody's got to make a few shots in this game. And um, we're going to try and execute and make a few, few shots and we're going we're gonna to do our deal on defense. Nobody for 40 minutes in this league has been able to run their offense against us. So we're going to do our deal defensively, but we got to make a few shots. All right. Hey, Coach, thank you. Thank you. That's Jen Coleman with us. He's got the scout for Rutgers, and this has been the Coach's Corner. Thanks much, Brian. The Coach's Corner brought to us by Hickory Point Bank and Scotty's Brewhouse. We're headed back out to the State Farm Center in just a moment. Don't forget the Fasteners Etc. postgame show comes up after the ball game. I'll be with you along with Matt McCumber. As always, we welcome your voice on the show through your calls and texts. This is News Talk 1400, WDWS Champaign-Urbana and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS Champaign-Urbana, News Gazette Media Stations. Illinois and Rutgers coming up back out to the State Farm Center.